Hey, 90s fans, I'm Adam. And I'm Jordan. And we host the Home and Podcast, the podcast centered around Tim Allen's hit 90s show, Home Improvement. Tune in for episode recaps, cast interviews with stars like Richard Karn, and special episodes on Tim Allen movies like The Santa Claus and Jungle to Jungle. You can uh, listen to our podcast on our website, thehomeandpodcast.com, or subscribe with your very favorite podcasting app. Remember, that's The Home and Podcast. This is the That's So 90s Podcast, a podcast all about disputing, debating, and questioning our love for 90s pop culture. I'm your host, Bobby Semmelsberger. Hey, hi, how you doing? This is my loyal robot sidekick, Nostalgiatron. And prepare yourself, because we might be ruining some childhoods. Our guest this week is a 90s movie enthusiast, and more importantly, my big brother. It's David Semmelsberger, and he's here to discuss the 1993 martial arts kids flick, Surf Ninjas. Bro, yeah, we got surfing, yep. we got ninjas, yep. and we got their culmination coming together in this movie, Surf Ninjas. It's like a Venn diagram, and you got the two different Venn diagrams, and Surf Ninjas is perfectly in the middle. It's all that 90s greatness. And Dave, let me just ask you, what effect did Surf Ninjas have on your childhood? Oh, it had a lot. I didn't know I wanted that combo in my life. You know, I like surfing and I like ninjas, but putting them together, you're like, that sounds ridiculous. You just never even think it's a possibility. But when you experience it through this, uh, through this medium, it's pretty damn great. It's something, and it's something where you're like, this just shouldn't work. But then you see the movie, well, and you're kind of like, it doesn't work? No, it doesn't work. And that's part of it, but it still hold, it's still it's got a soft place in my heart. I mean, it's one of those combos where I'm glad they tried it out, and it was really enjoyable. Um, and if anything, I think it would be back. People want more of it. I think they shouldn't be scared away from the idea that Surf Ninjas is like, it didn't work the first time. <laughs> so or, you should keep trying at it. Just keep trying. Hey, you know, things like, people like retro things. So I think, this, I think people have new thoughts on surfing, and especially ninjas. So wait, okay, so the movie comes out in 1993, yeah. right? You don't. You didn't see it in theaters, right? No, I don't so remember you, seeing it. VHS in theaters. was the first time. It's got to be VHS. Well, that, and I remember VHS or DVD was the first time I saw it because you want to know why? Because the cover, the poster, great cover. You have our stars, and we'll get into them. Ernie Reyes Jr. You got Rob Schneider, who kind of looks like a teenager, but you're like he's not a teenager. And you got Leslie Nielsen. They're on a surfboard. Two of them got swords. Like what I'm saying is, you go through Blockbuster back in the day. That catches your eye as Definitely. a kid. So I think that's why we like picked it up and we watched it. Definitely. And most people probably even might remember the poster and never saw the movie. I think it was one of those where Surf Ninjas got a lot of credibility at uh, Blockbuster because, to be honest, as a child, I only picked the Blockbuster movies where they face the cover towards you. It was mm. totally up to whoever's the editorial person at Blockbuster. Tell me if I'm wrong, but right, Blockbuster, if you only see the side sleeve, you're like, that's not exciting. I don't know what this is. But sometimes you walk by a section, they haven't flipped. 
mm-hmm. kind of the other way, and you just see the images of the cover, and that cover is what you got two people surfing, like you said, with swords. Rob Schneider's head's in the water. Or Ro- something? No, Rob Schneider. No, Leslie Nielsen's in the water. Oh, Leslie Nielsen's in the water. They have swords. They have swords. And Rob Schneider's like, oh, I got a big axe. Yeah, exactly. and you're kind of just like, this seems cool, and it's right next to Ninja Turtles. I'm pretty sure Ninja Turtles too. They think I saw some advertising. I think there was like cross promotion. Yeah, definitely. Between, so I think it was one of those where they maybe. Because VHS is, of course, you could fast forward it, but back when you were a kid, you really like didn't have that capability. Mm-hmm. You were just kind of like, I'm just going to watch this whole thing and like mm-hmm. you just let it go. I definitely think they showed a preview a couple times because it, it definitely it, there was it was really great promotion in the kids realm. We'll, we'll talk about how much money it didn't really make in the real world, yeah. but it, I definitely think it had legs uh, for a period after just uh, you know the, the real premiere, whatever the real like movie theater experience was. I don't think every single film that I do on this podcast necessarily needs a synopsis. Some things speak for themselves, but I think with Surf Ninjas, not I think I don't know. They feel like this is a very cult film. Right. Not everyone has seen it, so and it's also ridiculous. So let me just go over the synopsis Bob, I real think quick. If you were just holding out for the people that have seen this movie, there's not going to be a lot of viewers for this podcast. I mean, right. I think you're, I think it's necessary. I think probably... this this podcast will probably be best for people who haven't seen it. <laughs> yes. And they're probably like, we're making this up right now. But this right. is the actual plot to the movie. So right. follow with me. Remember, this is 1993. So Surf Ninjas is the story of two West Coast surfer bros who happen to be literally brothers that learn that they are the heirs to an ancient throne and must learn the powers of martial arts and video games to overthrow the current evil monarchy. Oh, and Rob Schneider's in it. So that's pretty much the plot. That's what you need to know. That's what we're getting into. And it's a kid's movie, and there's a bunch of murder. So that is Surf Ninjas. We're not making this up. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, pause us. All right, now that you're back, we can go over Surf Ninjas. So Dave, let's let's get into the movie for a second. Let me ask you... As you kind of touched upon before, why wasn't Surf Ninjas a success? Because <laughs> this movie failed big time. It right. made $4.9 million at the right. box office. Right. Look that up. If Wikipedia is correct, right. then I am correct. But it's obviously following in Ninja Turtles. They were trying to do a Ninja Turtles thing. Sure. They were trying to do Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas came out the year before this and made, at least if Wikipedia is right, it made $29 million, Yeah. Which isn't like a huge chunk of chain. A huge chunk of change, but when you compare that to Surf Ninjas, what is that? That's like more what than. What did it make? We think it made five. That's more than five times the box it made office. Five million, we think. Surf yeah, Ninjas? it made about five million. So yeah. it made five times the box office of sure. Surf Ninjas. So why do you think this movie failed and didn't resonate with audiences? Well, I think it's funny. Uh, like we were joking about. You read the plot, but I, I, I looking back at it, we looked at a couple, uh, you know, trailers. It's kind of hard to picture exactly who they're trying to go. Like, who, 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 what is this movie? Like, you mentioned, it's like, is it a karate movie? Is it a kid's movie? Because you've already mentioned, well, like, let's talk about the violence. Because there's yeah. extreme levels of, like, different things. Like, there's, there's funny parts, but it's not, like, laugh out your loud. Like, there's some pretty lame bad jokes in here. Yeah, there's and a there's, lot of bad th- jokes. There's also, like, there's extreme violence. Like, no blood, but, like, people get, like, cold cut it, like, cold blood murdered, like, just, like, out of the blue. And then you also just have, like, this weird, like, Leslie, you know, like the there's uh, Leslie Nielsen is a comedy person, but he doesn't really play for comedy, and it's not like you're getting that crew. So Leslie, like, so Leslie Nielsen, let's stop. Okay, so he first of all is a cyborg because his head gets trampled by. He's a, the main bad guy. He's, he's, a, he's the, the main bad guy. He's the he is the bad. He has the evil monarchy, as I described. 
So we see a flashback in this movie where there's a whole battle scene going down. Once again, a bunch of people getting murdered. Right. And Leslie Nielsen gets stepped on by an elephant. His head gets stepped on. Yes. And somehow they rebuild that so he becomes half of a cyborg. Right. And that's so he's like a robot cyborg. This movie is taken from everything. It's like part Star Wars. It's part Ninja Turtles. It loses a lot. It's like they basically were like, we want to get all the success of all these movies, but we don't know. We don't know what to do. Really. And and they're just like. And they're like, kids are dumb. Of course there'll be a if we just take all the great things from all these other great movies, that's it. That's all we need to do. Not realizing, like, no, you need to have, like, yeah, an actual, like, coherent, cohesive movie. They're basically just like, kids are dumb, so they don't care. And to tell you the truth, we liked it. I loved it. Yeah. They're it right. But anyway, what we were saying was, like, Leslie Nielsen, for example, so he's the evil, like, Commander Chow or whatever his name is. His name is something weird like that. But he lives in, like, a torture chamber where the whole movie you see them in the background. There's dudes in cages and there's dudes on, like, giant ropes and pillars and they're getting, like, stretched out. But then Leslie Nielsen's, like, trying to do jokes while that's all happening. Right. And so, like, even right there is a kind of, like, it's, what is it? It's, like, he, Leslie Nielsen's doing this weird running gag where he can't pick up the phone because his answering machine, it keeps going to his answering machine, which is a fine joke. But then right behind him, you have a dude being, like, tortured in a cage. So it's, like, this weird hybrid of violence kind of or, or non-kid-friendly stuff and like kid-friendly jokes and then you got rob schneider in there who whose job really was like all right when the scene starts you make a joke all right let's do our rob schneider tangent let's, okay, okay so all right let's break it down to rob schneider because that's another question so this is, is this is 1990 1993 three. rob schneider has been on saturday night live now for i think five seasons right so you have rob schneider had a huge role he's not like the features he's, he's not chris farley right, it's basically not it's not chris farley it's not, not adam sandler. sandler he's the copy guy yeah right his biggest get he's like oh, i'm making copies and yep. right that's his big thing so okay i guess i guess this is there's a couple questions here right <laughs> one of the questions is what were the offers being given to rob schneider yes. at this point like right. was this was it kind of like hey Fifth season of Saturday Night Live, right. not a lot of offers are rolling in. Maybe right. he just did the copy guy. Right. Maybe he's done that a few times. He's and like, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, his agent's like, yo, you right. can be the comic relief of a movie. That, and remember, though, potentially could be Ninja Turtles was really successful. Right. So maybe it's like, hey, you could be the comedy relief for this kid's film. That could potentially be really successful. So do you think that was like the offer? Or do you think it was kind of just like, right. uh, he's like, ah, oh, crap, I guess I'll do this. Well, like, obviously he was, he's like, I don't want to burn my good script of, uh, what's the sex movie he's in? Like, uh, yeah, he's Basically, like, he's basically like the animal or the yeah. hot chick he's or like, whatever. I don't want to, I, I got to save that. And he's like, I, I got to go into it. But no, it's a, it's a good point being like, um, I think, it's funny because we, we sometimes see these random Saturday Night Live characters, too. And it's like they're very, you know, and especially like the secondary characters. They're mm-hmm. always trying to branch out. So they're maybe just trying to find any yeah. avenue. But he plays what? He's supposed to be like 18. So he's he's 30. He looks 30. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, you know, there's no, like, sometimes you're like, oh, that player, like, um, Ernie Reyes. Ernie Jr. Reyes Jr. looks pretty much like a high schooler until he takes a shirt so, off. No, well, yeah. <laughs> Jacked. Like he just is shredded. <laughs> shredded Reyes Jr. Um, even more than uh, Taylor, like, Lautner or whatever that guy Oh, yeah, Taylor yeah, Lautner. Like, yeah, the yeah. pre-Light Taylor Lautner. Yeah. But um, but he's only, he's also 21. Like, he plays it. Like, you can actually kind of believe it. He's yeah. Just kinda, he's small. He's kind of doing it. Like, Schneider, immediately, you're like, who's this pedophile who happens to be in the high school or whatever? And he's got this weird blonde hair. But No, orange hair. Or orange they made him a ginger for some reason. No, they made him, like, bright orange. They made like, bright orange unnatural. hair. And also, like, a 17. No. It's like a I think vanilla they're supposed ice. Like, they're supposed to be, like, 15. Vanilla ice. Yeah, weird yeah. vanilla ice thing. Yeah. Slash carrot top. Right. But at the same time, they're both, they're supposed to be, like, 16-year-olds. So basically, it's like, here's the thing. He's definitely the comedy relief. 
but we look back at right. this it, uh, like from our from our from the nostalgia glasses now, right? We all know who Rob Schneider is, for better or worse. It makes it better. It's not. It make it definitely makes the movie more rewatchable, and we'll talk <laughs> right. about that. Right. But I think the thing about Rob Schneider is though is like, do we think Rob Schneider was too good for this movie, or do you think this at this point in his career was like? This is exactly the movie he should be in. I think this is, I, as we looked at Robert Schneider's career, and even at that time, this is like the perfect, like, I think, movie for him. It's just like, he's the comedy lead. He has some funny lines in this, but he's also just annoying the whole time. Um, again, like we mentioned, he's way too old. And it, it makes sense. You're like, oh yeah, Rob Schneider would be in this weird hybrid of a movie that mm. doesn't really have a star. Because even all, all the movies that you mentioned, The Animal... And Deuce Bigelow are just and, over the top. Anyways. Yeah, Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Right, exactly. Like they're just stupid movies, anyway. So this is a good like this is in the uh, in the life the lifespan career of, of Rob Schneider. This fits in pretty perfectly. Um, so it was a good thing to see. But uh, I mean, it's just so funny all the characters, and we can jump around here. But just like looking back at the cast, I mean, it's the perfect early nineteen nineties cast because okay, so Ernie Reyes Jr., who's the main main character actually had a little run here right like he yeah a little bit of run because he got ninja turtles 2 so what what year was that do we know ninja turtles you, was you mentioned ninja turtles so ninja turtles obviously was this well led ninja, to this. okay so ninja turtles came out in 1990 yeah. right by new and it was created by new line cinema and it was an independent movie for the most part it had a very small budget and made a crap ton of money right, right? because kids swarmed to it ninja turtles 2 i don't think it made as much money but did still make a lot of money ernie reyes jr plays Kino that we all remember as the pizza guy that becomes the Ninja Turtles friend no, first. in the second one. Yeah. So he's in the second one. That's 1991. So this is all, this movie is also New Line Cinema. So what I'm assuming happened is New Line Cinema was like, hey, we'll Ninja real- Turtles is doing really well. Right. How can we make a cheaper kids version? Hey, look, Ernie Reyes Jr. On staff? And Ernie Reyes Jr. also was one of the Turtles. He played, he was one of the suit actors. I did not know that. Yeah, I think for Donatello, one of them. Sweet. So anyway, it's like we dude, have this kid. Dude can fight. The dude is shredded, and he's he can fight. He can't surf, which we'll get into. Yeah, that's for sure. But at the same time, I think they saw him and like, hey, he has enough charisma. Right. Let's let him lead this movie. So right. now, Dave, obviously, when we say a run, his run pretty much ended here. Right. But let me ask you: Do we think Ernie Reyes Jr. is a good leading man? Because I'm just gonna say, I actually think he's really good for this. What it's it's a kids movie. It's not like amazing, but he's has a lot of charisma. So the thing is with Ernie Reyes, which is ironic. The, I don't know. There's there we joked about like there's there's some parts of the movie that don't work. Some of the lines that he's given are just awful. But there is he's he's charismatic. Um, he he's like uh like lovable in a certain way. He's got a big smile. He's uh you you kind of feel for him. He, he plays the good slacker guy well, which is like this guy of just kind of like he's like street smart. Like as um one of the best parts of the movie is uh, early in the movie when you realize, like, Ernie Reyes, he's been surfing all day, and he finally go to, like, a school scene where they all go to high school together. And what is it? It's, like, some weird prime minister's coming to town. And apparently Ernie Reyes is in charge of, like, some conference. And it's just, it's really weird, uh, like, improv improv scene where he has to put on, like, this musical rendition of his Bop Aran, which is, like, a Beatles, oh, no, it's a uh, Beach Boy song or something. Yeah, he puts on Bop, 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 Bop Aran, right. but he, like, it's all, like, spur of the moment because he's such right. a, he's so busy surfing. Right. So he's, he's so in the surfing, smart. man. He's, but he's, like, a smart kid. He's not just, like, a stoner idiot. But, why, like, yeah, why would he be as head of the welcoming the committee if he wasn't like a good exactly a good student so i think um i think there was some potential here for ernie reyes jr but the movie obviously because it didn't do so well uh 
didn't lead to it. But do you want to keep going to the characters, or do you want to go like kind of the plot, or what, what do you think we should go to? I mean, we could get into the ensemble because okay. this is really an ensemble movie. So you got Ernie Reyes Jr. as we're talking about, right. who I think once also once again he's wearing overalls for maybe the first hour of this movie. Then once he whipped those overalls off, he's shirtless for the rest of it. The dude is shredded. Yeah. Right away, you go wait. He ain't 15. Well, that's after we learn... That is a man right there. That's a real man. We learn about... Okay, so part of it is you you, this, the, you learn about, like, hey, they're both the prince and of this future, of this land. So as you describe the plot, like, the plot... So uh, basically, you have Ernie Reyes Jr. Characters add, gradually join in the plot, actually in a very, like, organic way. So you have, you have Ernie Reyes Jr. as character I can't remember the name of, some surfer bro. You have his brother Adam, who always has a game gear. Right. We're going to get into that game gear, because I have a lot of Twitter comments saying, oh, dude, the game gear in this movie was dope. And there's a reason because of that, because Sega right. paid for half of this movie, so right. the game gear is very pre- predominant. And then you also have Rob Schneider. Right. So those are the three cool friends. Then you get Patches McGee, you get Ernie Reyes Sr., who is Ernie Reyes Jr.'s father, who's in the movie, who then you find out is actually their uncle, which is kind of confusing. She just made it their dad because it's Ernie Reyes' actual dad, yeah, super but he's confusing. not the dad. Super confusing. But even though they do look alike, and, and he has an eye patch. white dude, whatever. But like, and they're, yeah, their dad's some <laughs> white dude named like Sal or something. But so you have him. I think he's cool. He's a good stoic kind of leader. Him and Rob Schneider have a good back and forth, right? Because like Rob Schneider's like, I'm throwing quips all the time, some right. of which land, some of which don't. Right. And then you have eye patches McGee, Ernie Reyes Sr. being like, no, that is not true. But what we really got to get into, as we're talking about 90s runs. Well, we'll get into that, but I'm just saying like you, so going back to Ernie Reyes, you learn about them. You learn about the character. There's a good character development, and Ernie Reyes is good at that. When you learn that he's like this excellent fighter, apparently he just picks up weapons for the first time, and he's just an amazing weapon. You talk about the Game Boy guy, uh, is it Adam? Adam, um, who can see in the future, and we'll get into that. But yeah, talk about talk about real the real star of the sh- the '90s in this, in this period of time. So what we got, and as we're talking about runs, there is nobody that has more of a memorable run, and at least in my Early opinion, '90s run, man. Is Tone Loke. Tone Loke. Because Tone Loke, who either usually I feel like plays a cop or a criminal in pretty much all the movies. Yeah, he's, he's got, he can go versatile. So I don't know exactly the order. Because I know Ace Ventura came after this. But he's an Ace Ventura, he's a cop. In this movie, he's a cop. And then in Blank Check, which I think is 1994, he's a criminal named Juice. He's also in the movie Heat. Big role. Is he a big, criminal big or movie. a cop in that? Oh, there's got to be one or the other. He's I, I, either, he's, he's literally he's one He's a bartender. No, I don't know. <laughs> well, he's in the movie Heat. And also, he's Funky Cole Medina. Right. So anyway, and then from there, he pretty much disappeared. Right. But Tone Loke, what a hell of a career. In this movie, plays the cop. Not He's not necessary at all to the plot, but I'm so glad that he's there because he has some great lines. For example, he eats a key every Tuesday right. just in case somebody comes along and handcuffs Very himself line. Very line. to his own handcuffs right. so he can poop it out. But who's sifting like through the... Think, I like to think this is an improv scene. Who's sifting through the poop, though? Well, that's the intern. He's, he's pooping out a key he's every have, week. Gotta have an intern. Gotta have an intern. And so anyway, for some reason, he... Because, so basically, his movie goes from like having three people to a giant ensemble... And it's all of a sudden becomes like Fast and the Furious. We're now Fast and Furious. You got Ludacris in there. And you got Tyrese. Tone Loke is basically the Ludacris right. of this group. And then we get to the fiance at one point who joins along. Or there's a there's a, a love interest, of course. Ernie Reyes Jr. has a wife. And the boys are making fun of the wife because well, she's got Ernie, like a veil on. Ernie Reyes Jr. is, is a is, prince. Is prince. And this is going to be his queen. And this is going to be his princess. Yeah. His wife. 
and then she has a veil on, and the boys are, like, making fun of her with all these jokes that we've never heard before, like, if she's got a veil, then you got a veil, and it's like, is that something that people say? Rob Schneider. Lied. Rob, yeah, Rob yeah, Schneider probably improvised. that. Like, hey, you guys should say this line. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'm on Saturday Night Live. It's right. cool, it's cool. Um, but then she comes in, her it's played by, like, Kelly Who, I believe, and she's Ooh, not... I know who she, who she is. Once again, not necessary to the plot, but so glad that she's there. Yeah, she's great. She's by Spunk. She's good to look at. Uh-huh. And she just kind of, she just seems like she just knows what's going on. These guys are all over the place, as we talked about with the, I don't know. The, the brothers are just kind of leading. Rob Schneider doesn't know what the hell he's doing. But you she, have a little woman power She's in there. focused, and if anything, she's kind of like the uh, the toughest of the group. So it's, it's definitely good to have her in there. But let's go back to Adam. So for those a are the characters. So yeah, get get to like yeah. So get get. I'm to, getting there. Yeah, get that. So basically, let's get back to Adam for a second because we talked about the Game Gear. So Adam's whole shtick, Eddie Ray's junior shtick, is that he all of a sudden he just knows martial arts, right? He just knows kung fu, literally out of nowhere. Is that he's a prince, and then they're in a restaurant. And then he just does some kung fu, which basically makes me think he's like Jason Bourne, though. And remind me how it happens. It's just, it's just like he literally is just like he's in a restaurant and ninjas start coming at and him. Like his arm starts twitching and his leg starts moving yeah. and he starts kicking dudes. Yep. And all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, sweet!" Yeah, you think Jason Bourne's good? Like it's just like it's Jason Bourne with kung fu, basically. Yep. Yep. Um, but what we have is Adam, who I guess is like a prophecy. So he's told that he can see the future. So he has a Game Gear which at that point had only been out for about a year. Big, big times, yeah. So he had a Game Gear, which tells him the future. Game Boy? No, it's a Game Gear. Oh, okay, sorry. Made by Sega. It's essentially the same thing, but it's like bigger and chunkier. Gotcha. Yeah. And so he has the Game Gear, but the Game Gear is only in the movie I read because Sega paid for half of the movie. Fascinating little tan- like little uh, tidbit. Let me ask you, does it feel like that? Like, is there a reason that this, it's in there? Because it's really weird. We discussed this before we aired, and I'm like, wow, that actually kind of makes a lot of sense. Because one of the best parts of this movie are some of these, again, if you're like a, a, a you know, whatever, a kid, kid, especially a kid boy, and you, it's, I actually remember having a Game Boy, which is very related, and I just remember playing with it, and just being like, oh, hell yeah, and just... There, literally there's scenes where whatever if he does in the Game Boy it happens in real life and and it happens like within the, it happens within the movie and I'd like to think like that was a really cool scene power but now that we've mentioned that like Sega like made this like they wanted to be they throw us money into the movie it didn't need to be in the script but it was just like an, it's a random add-on but I think it's I think it's it's pretty wild that, that, that would never happen again like in this but like does but it's weird because it's like he he does he control them? He like kind of con- he like control. Well, he doesn't see weird. the future. He it's, controls the future. Yeah, it controls the future. He actually has more power than anybody else. He's basically like this kind of like gypsy of some sort. It's just like because what what's the one where he's like he like oh which animal to poke out? Well, of he the- has to pick. Yeah, you can pick a fish or a squid, and then he picks a squid, squid? and then eye patches Miggy grabs a squid two seconds later and puts it in a dude's face. Right. It's just weird. It's like there's no limits. It, once again, they put it in there, and then I read, and then I read that the only reason it's in there is like yeah, we designed the movie because we're like, oh, this would be a good scene to put in video games. So there's really only action scenes in this movie to be like, because like that would be good in a video game. And then the video game for certain ninjas came out like months before the actual movie did. I wonder if, I wonder if that did more successful than the movie actually. Well, I want to know that game sounds pretty awesome. Like I would be in for a lot of the games. I wonder how much it resembles the movie, but uh, I get, can you play as Rob Schneider? Oh my god! I played. That's the only person I play with. As Ginger, Moto Surfing, Moto Surfing the whole time. Yeah, um, it would be it would be fantastic. I think the game probably. I mean, 
that's when like that was like peak games. Just like everybody had a game. I feel like mm-hmm. I mean there was even the famous like uh, like um, uh, ET game that was like probably the worst game of all yeah. time. But uh, so uh, certain numbers at least was better than that. But um, it's funny. Just like it's hard to think in this day and age of how little like games are not used in the same way of like them of Nintendo throwing in all this money and like the most recent like. Um, like Captain America movie and Captain America has to play yeah. like a game. There's like an all oh, random side character that's like really into like Captain America grabs a Game Boy in the middle of the basically nobody learned anything from Surf Ninjas. They're like this totally. didn't work. Totally, exactly. I wonder so there's a parallel universe out there where Surf Ninjas became super successful, right? So should we get into that like what what could what could they've made this movie? So if they made this movie today, let's be real. I think what happened was Surf Ninjas happened at the wrong time. If Surf Ninjas happened today, I think it'd be a TV series, maybe. Is that hard to think? Like, maybe Netflix throws, and it's like, hey, we want you to do a series of, like, ten episodes. It's like Surf Ninjas. Like, it's kind of like you get more characters thing. Like, they get their powers, and then it's them, like, I don't know, like, doing, like, uh, protecting the palace and, like, kind of going out there. Or is this does this movie, like, maybe made the same way today? Like, what do you think? I mean, I can't see 10 episodes on this. Like, I don't... This movie is, like, 87 minutes. Like, it sure. barely qualifies sure. as a movie, but it's perfect. Actually, it could probably be a little bit shorter, to tell you the truth. No, but they could be, like, 45 minutes... No? Like, just, like, mini episodes? You don't I think, think, I think this okay. movie is perfect for the 90s. Okay. Just because... Like, I, I think it had to be made when it was. I think it did as well as it did just because of what it is. Like, sure. I just don't think... It, it just didn't have the broad appeal. I think there, but I think there is might be a parallel universe where this does really well, and all of a sudden, video like Sega is then now the biggest movie making company, and they're coming out with video games months before the actual movies do. But at the same time, it's like this is surfing, this is ninjas. This movie could only be made. Nobody is going to pay for this movie now because New Line was all of a sudden like we got a little bit of cheddar. We don't know what the budget was, but they were like, we're going to throw like $10 million at this and see how it does, and it didn't do well. Oh, that's true. We'd probably I, get more ninja movies if I'm it just did saying, well. you could expand, like, all right, the high school, that's like an episode, and it's them just, like, living. And that then sounds it's like a, so boring. And there's two episodes. <laughs> One episode of Rob Schneider's Rob backstory. Schneider's backstory. <laughs> it's like a side tangent, and you learn about him, why he waxes his board the whole episode. And then there's a whole other episode about, like, uh, just, like, patches and him making it, like... How the hell does he know what's going on? Where the hell is that? How does how does he understand? Like I gotta help these kids. Like I gotta like. Does he always watching them? Does he get called in? I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just trying to think what would be like the eight episode Netflix series. It wouldn't exist. Do you think it's not possible? I don't think Netflix is paying for that. <laughs> like I don't think anybody needs to see Surfing right, just right. a series. I'm just saying. Like I just I hear you. here's the thing though. Like I'm if it was successful though, I feel like you could see like ninjas, but with like rock climbing ninjas. Or you would see like like paragliding ninjas, ninjas, like ninjas extreme sports movies. You think movies. this is just one episode of a larger skiing ninja ninjas, ninjas, but like on a mountain and they're like skiing. It's a larger flips. activity ninja series. You could do all the Olympics, but with ninjas. I, that sounds because good. that's what kids love. This is what it is. It's extreme. It's like the X Games mixed with ninjas. Like that, they probably could have made a whole series. Talk to? Recently? Yeah, I'm getting a survey. <laughs> I'm, they, it's not what they want now. Oh, okay. I'm not what they want now. This is what you wanted as a kid. I'm just think I'm, I'm trying to think as as the I'm trying to think as New Line Cinema. I'm just trying to figure out why this was made. It's just such a w- crazy weird concept. Oh, I think it's 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 a weird compilation again. I think New Line Cinema is like oh, we just gotta get related more with the kids. And in the early '90s, I think we didn't talk about this, but I think it was really like it was more of the rise of kind of like this punk scene, which was definitely related more to like skateboarding and, and like rollerblading and surfing and they're probably trying to like reach out or reach out to like more of that like type of audience like this mm-hmm. kind of like cooler hipper like 
um, audience. I'm like, why not tie it in with ninjas? People love ninjas. Um, ninjas are in this year. Ninjas are definitely in this year, and they realize maybe not as in as they wanted. But uh, but it was you know it it's it's still uh, so entertaining. It's still, it's still a fun entertaining. Watch. It's just a great watch. All right, Dave. I want to break down surf ninjas in two different categories. Let's break it down by the surfing and the ninja in. All right, so let's like which which one's more? Which one is it more of? No, no. Like I want to, I want to break down the surfing aspects of this movie and the sure. ninja aspects, sure. and what does it do well and what does it do crap? Right. All right, so let's break down the surfing aspect. Okay. So now there's two major surfing scenes. Sorry. Okay. So the opening. So basically, the opening of the movie, you get Ernie Reyes Jr. and you get Adam. Right. It's like a the the. It's like a the camera's pointed up. Yeah. You see the sky, and they go right past the camera. There's a little bit of mist coming at them. They're in their wetsuits but you don't see a surfboard. That's like the first scene of the movie. Sure. Surfing. They're not actually surfing though. Like you know that they're not surfing. It's just two dudes like on on these like gliders that they're like moving. They're probably doing that in like the parking lot in Burbank. Well, then they cut away and they show like you can tell that there's like body doubles and they're actually like surfing pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, Adam's like a 10-year-old, but they have like a probably like a little man that's who's doing actually, all the surfing. Who's, who's much better. But um, There's only like there's probably total like Three minutes of surfing in this entire movie. Yeah. I mean, they, but you got to start it off. That's how they said they, they they did in a way where it's like, all right, the first thing you see is surfing. But I want to bet that Ernie Reyes Jr. and whoever plays Adam, God bless him. Um, wait, is he still alive? Yeah, he t- he tweeted. We'll get to that. Okay, he's on the twitters. <laughs> but uh, that um, they probably weren't hired for their surfing ability. I don't think there was a surfing test as part of the audition. No, they just got Ernie Reyes Jr. because he shredded. Absolutely, <laughs> shredded first, surfing later. No lines needed. Just take your shirt off. <laughs> but uh, definitely with the surfing, uh, yeah, I don't think they did a lot of like live action surfing. It, it looks pretty ridiculous. And of course, you never see Rob Schneider surf. But the second scene, the only time we ever see them seen is actually like a big plot point. Yes, the biggest, best. Maybe the maybe the the what I think is the peak of this crazy ass film right. is the scene where basically let me set it up. You have Adam, they're in the forest, his game gear, which tells the future, has stopped working. Right. So all of a sudden, Patches McGee goes up to him and is like, You don't need that. Just close your eyes and you can see it. Right. So Adam closes his eyes and he imagines all the trees are giant surfboards. Right. And they have, and at this point, they have an army of about fifty dudes, and they're about to go take on the evil monarchy on this evil island or whatever. So you have a scene where somehow all these dudes carve fifty surfboards in what seems like about I don't know twenty minutes. So they each have a surfboard, and then led by Ernie Reyes Jr., they all surf in to the evil palace. A whole army of ninjas surfing towards the evil palace, going into the third act. At that point, and there's like rock and roll music playing in this scene. At that point, when I was watching the movie, I'm just like, this movie is so stupid, this but this is biggest, awesome. This is one of my biggest problems with the movie, is that Ernie Reyes Jr., being the smart kid he is on his feet, he should have realized, instead of just, you know, invading this palace, he had this amazing group of people that were able to turn wood into surfboards really, really quick. Boom, start a surfboarding crating company right there. That's all you need to do. But he has to save the world first. No, 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 no. Let's just realize, I wonder if they, if there was a sequel, I hope that would be part of the plot, because he would realize, like, how quickly those people were able to turn into good surfboards, and not only were they good surfboards, they were able to just, like, apparently sneak into this amazing, like, yeah, they snuck isolated in real park, quick. Um, and, and really cruise. See, here's the thing. That's not my biggest problem, though, with that scene. Them making the surfboards is quick, yeah, whatever. We're from California, bro, right? You and me are from California. So neither, neither of us can surf. 1602. It's not like I haven't tried to surf. No. It's just really hard. Right. You're telling me all these people who have never surfed before, including Rob Schneider, are just 
able to surf yeah that's bs surfing is not that easy how dare they make it look that easy in all fairness they never get up on their boards but i've tried to like just even just like half of them do though yeah like half of the dudes get up for no reason no, you could just paddle in. You're a bigger target to get shot. You could just whatever. paddle in. Whatever. But also, okay, now while we're talking about surfing, there's another thing. It's not it's not exactly surfing, but it's moto surfing. All right. So basically This would be your surfing category. This goes in the surfing category, yeah. yeah is that these dudes, these bros, and Rob Schneider are so hardcore that even when they're not in the ocean, they just can't not surf. So they go in their Jeep. And at one point they yell moto surf and they act like they pretend like they're surfing in the car. Great scene. It's basically like ghost riding the whip Before of the 90s. Riding, yeah. yeah. But I don't think anybody else ever did it. Other than but because they're so ra- radical, is that why? Well, like, that's really that. unsafe. I thought about doing this. Nobody bringing, does that. I thought that. about bringing this back. Nobody does that. But it would, would a cop do anything? He'd be like, sir, like, I'd be like, I'm moto surfing. But and in the movie, and here's another thing. It's not like, oh, Erding Reyes Jr. No, and his brother the are so hardcore. It's a thing in There's the, the only one doing it. Because we see a cop pulling over yeah. a different car. It's and they go, thing. hey, were you moto surfing? Right. And the guy's like, no. And he pulls out a paddle. It's like a local thing. What does the paddle have to do with anything? It's a thing, man. It, do, you, do you think the writers of this movie even knew anything about surfing? Or they're just like, this is cool, bro. These guys are so tubular, I, I would, bro. I, I would like to think they went to one high school and they interviewed undercover. Like, they interviewed a couple stoner kids. Yeah, they did like a uh, like Twenty One Jump Street, just kind of like like breach school and see what like try to fit in. And they picked up motor surfing somewhere. We did very little research. We did half ass research on motor surfing. Couldn't find a whole lot on it. I don't think it's a very popular still, or if it ever really was. But um, I remember being a kid and being like, this is obviously what high school is like. Mm-hmm. Everybody's motor surfs everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I got to learn how to do it. Yeah. And I got, at one point, I thought about buying like a large, uh, like, you know, like broom, but it didn't, it didn't work out. Do it uh, at your Camry, bro? You got to get it at my, my Camry. You know, get a little people to get a sky roof going. All right. So let's break it down the ninja in. So I think surfing was so pretty saying, weak. Overall, overall surfing, we had. Was uh, weak. We surfing had, is weak. We had one scene that was truly legitimate surfing, like that you consider, like people like, you know, crushing waves, all body doubles. And then the other best scene was involving motor surfing and people that made attacking a, a monarchy the, with, uh, with surfboards. Yeah, the most surfing these guys actually do it was the first is, in the movie. is moto surfing. That's the only surfing oh, we actually they see actually them do. Oh, they did, sure, which is not even real. It's, it's a type So of basically surfing. like three minutes of surfing right. in Surf Ninjas, the movie that you're going in expecting ninjas surfing. Right. Not enough surfing. Right. So let's get into the ninjaing aspect. Yeah, the, a lot of ninjaing. Right off the bat, we see these evil ninjas, and they're trying to kill these kids with harpoons and stuff. But these guys are wearing like blue outfits and they're sneaking up these kids in the middle of the day. Like, Adam's in the middle of his classroom, and a ninja's outside the window. And then Patches McKee comes in his trench coat and, like, knocks the ninja out. And somehow none of these 10-year-old kids see him out the window. These are, like, the worst ninjas in ninja film history, right? Who wears bright blue in the middle of the day to kill people? Bad ninja, bad ninja. right off the bat. Well, in all fairness, maybe on the uh, on the Monarch Island, there was a lot of, like, blue. And, like, that's just, like, the way that people blend in. But, like, that maybe, you know, in Southern California, that's just not the way to attack people. And then you have Ernie Reyes Jr. And he's pretty, like, okay. So I'd say Ernie Reyes Jr. is definitely the best martial artist in this movie. Well, those that's the aggressive. Yeah, so there's all these different scenes of, like, ninjas going after people. And Ernie Reyes Jr. is by far, when it's purely, like, Again, I'm not a ninja person. We probably need to get an expert on here. Ernie Reyes Jr., very quick. 
Very, very style he's, is very he's aggressive. Young. He's young style, and fast. Style is very aggressive. I don't know if that actually would work in like the ninja world. Like people would just be like, he's just being an idiot. Man, it looks like he can kick some ass. And he's a great martial arts expert. And then you have all these other like characters that are just ninjas. And man, they look like they're pretty good as well. At least, yeah, at least Ernie Reyes Jr. looks like he's doing real karate. We don't know if he is, right. just based on like our normal perception of it. Right. But when you can, here's the thing: Ernie Reyes Jr. against the kids from Three Ninjas. Ernie Reyes Jr. is killing all those dudes, all those kids, right? But Ernie Reyes Sr. though, eh? Eye patches, McGee. Not so good. So we watched some of the scenes. I know we watched it recently, and we talked about it didn't really hold up at our viewpoints as as remember as childs. Like I think as children, um, we're children of Power Rangers, so there's we, we're used to some pretty good, you know, you know, media style uh, karate. And man, it was uh, it was it left a little to luster uh, for you know some more maybe some more karate scenes or something. It was a little a little slow, a little off, and. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not as good as some of these other shows. Especially like Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas feels like, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of better karate movies out there. Well, I think Steven Seagal was really big at this time, right? So Steven Seagal, Ernie Reyes Jr. could kick his ass. Definitely. Well, Steven Seagal's style was more of just like, yeah. Ernie Reyes Jr. is yoked, man. And quick. He's got so many, he's got muscles on his muscles in this movie. I think you're getting a little, uh, turning me on a little. Ernie Reyes Jr. is my new bud. On Twitter, which while we're on the subject we're of Twitter... We're going to talk about this again? No, i got to bring this up because it's part of our AOL chat room section of the show. So if you guys don't know the AOL chat room, it's pretty much just Twitter responses. And I reached out to you guys on Twitter, asked you guys, what do you remember about Surf Ninjas? What, what are your thoughts? What are your memories? I got a few Twitter responses back. Actually, I got more than I was expecting. It was actually a big topic at one point. I think it was a huge trending topic. But let me go over a few of them, and I'll tell you why I think it got so big. So right off the bat, our friends at Be Kind and Rewind said, I remember wondering why a 35-year-old copy guy from SNL was trying to play a kid. Also wanting the shit out of that game gear, right? <laughs> now, our friends over at Amazing I Advertising, like yeah, our friends over at Amazing Advertising said, I love that movie. Haven't seen it since I was a kid. I'm a little afraid to. Don't know if it's going to have the same muster as it once did. Well, you're going to know. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you pretty much never go back. Yeah. I mean, we're doing it so you don't have to, right? Um... But the biggest thing that happened on Twitter is the one and only Ernie Reyes Jr. saw my tweet, retweeted me. Thank you, Ernie Reyes Jr., my new uh, personal Twitter friend. And he said, who doesn't love Surf Ninjas? Gotta find a way to make hashtag Surf Ninjas 2. Let's make it happen. And then when he posted that... Shit just blew up. I got so many new posts. You got people all over the place just going, man, as a kid, oh, my guy wants Surf Ninjas 2. People are pumped for Surf Ninjas 2. So Ernie Ray's Jr. is trying to make it happen with Netflix. Maybe Rob Schneider could get in there. It's well, not like Rob Schneider's let's get doing it anything. Quick. What would be the sequel? What makes the most sense? I was about to ask you that, Dave. I'm oh, the man. host here. I was going to ask you, I don't know. what do you think Surf Ninjas 2 would be? Let's keep in mind this isn't like, oh, if they made it back in 1995 or whatever it's it was. 20, it's 25 years later. Let's do 25 years later. It gets picked up for some reason by right. netflix it's not a series we're not talking series right because we already talked about how that'd be terrible right. it's a movie it's 87 minutes still right. let's say 
Well, go ahead. I don't know who would be. I, I, you, well, you, so Ernie races. So Ernie races the king of this of this kingdom. Yeah, he still he still has his queen. He obviously probably has kids now. Is it him training these new kids or next generation of of surf ninjas? I think pretty much. It's always like a legacy thing, like Star Wars. You yeah. always have to have like the new hot kids. So this is what I would picture. It'd be a lot of Alvin his son. There'd be a lot of ups and downs. There'd be some big struggle he'd have to deal with. Maybe somebody's. Maybe there's a uh, friend that wants to take over the kingdom, and and. Uh, maybe isolates Ernie Reyes himself. The king is lost or the king is isolated. Mm-hmm. So his son is now has to take over a defendant and he's not ready for it. And there's just basically some epic fight scene at the end that involves not only the son, but Ernie Reyes Jr. himself. Like you're waiting the whole movie right. for like uh, some Ernie Reyes Jr. like karate action that doesn't happen. What you don't get for the whole movie? I'm just throwing some ideas out there. I know. Keep going. I'm, 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 go ahead. The son is this new, young, like you know, kick-ass. It's like, like Michael B. Jordan. It's the same style. He's got. He's got the. Is it Michael style. B. Jordan? He's copying the same style. I think. It sure. Has to be. <laughs> it has to be. And then, uh, then, you know, and then there's this like final last scene where finally you get to see like Ernie Reyes Jr. Like you're like the dad still got it, and uh, that would be the way I would go. There's some kind of story there. I don't know if uh, Rob Schneider would be in it, but he's he's like a different. He's kind of like we learned that he's actually uh, like he loses his mind a little, hmm. and he's kind of actually like the town drunk, but he's still in it a lot. And you know, is Tone Loke in it? Oh, of course, Tone Loke's in it. Tone Loke is actually running all the local security. He's a cop, so he's in charge of oh. the entire department to the he's, islands, the entire island. He's security. whoa, <laughs> cool. <laughs> but Loke. they're all ninjas. Why do they need security? Oh, you know, sometimes there's stuff involving taxes. Is he like ninja security? It's it's less sexy stuff, but uh, you know, somebody's got to do it. Hmm. Well, like I like the thing surf ninjas too. See, I was thinking about this a little bit before. I was like, I want to see. I want to see, okay, so we take him 25 years later, Ernie Reyes Jr.'s character has now been on the island as a kid for 25 years, right? But what's his passion, Dave? His passion is surfing and being radical, bro. So what do you have to oh, do? What? No, what if he go after, for some reason, he's still king, but what if he has to go back to L.A.? And then he has to, like, kind of, because we see him, it's the flip side of this movie, where it's like, right. I'm just a surfer dude, bro. I don't know how to be king. But now he's so good at being king and being, like, a sweet-ass ninja. Right. He's like, I don't remember how to be a cool surfer bro anymore. Right. And for some reason, I don't know why. Maybe he has to go undercover or something. I mean, sure. that's like a spy movie. But for some reason, he has to get back in touch with his surfing roots. I like this. And then kicks a bunch of you, ass. You really want more surfing in the sequel. And I need Rob Schneider in more there. Surfing. I, I want Rob Schneider in there. So when, something that neither one of us has discussed that I know fans will point out is what would Adam's role be? Well, Adam's still the seer. I don't know. I feel like Adam would be like neglected because his because his brother is the king. He probably thinks he's better than his than his brother. He's probably the bad guy. Yeah, I think there might be some brother. Yeah, there's, he's brother the bad guy, brother. and he's in L.A. causing trouble. And he's like, "Oh, I hate your kingdom." And so, like, it's Ernie Reyes Jr. is like Loki situation. Maybe Ernie Reyes Jr. has forgotten to surf. He doesn't know how to surf anymore. Oh, it's like it's like Hook. If you wait, when? <laughs> when in the hook is does that he's Peter Pan, no. Peter oh, he forgets how to become Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like Hook. I guess it is kind of like Hook. And so already, but it's like the opposite where he has to become a surfer bro right. with his fat white dad. <laughs> See, Hollywood keeps making the same movie. But like, what if Ernie Reyes Jr.? Because if you don't use it, you lose it. Yep. Right. So Ernie Reyes Jr. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan's in it as his son. As his son. So you got Ernie Reyes Jr. Michael B. Jordan's in it as his son. Rob Schneider is back. And I want Rob Schneider to be in it a lot. Right. Because what I didn't get to say before, I actually think Rob Schneider is really funny in this movie. Yep. And I don't know if that's because usually the other movies in it's like, oh look, it's Adam Sandler and Chris Rock and like other actual funny people. Sure. Like Rob Schneider's pretty low. Yeah. Like in Grown Ups, it's like. 
not nothing nobody's really funny in that but it's like rob schneider is the fifth funniest person in this and this movie has no competition and he's trying really hard but i laughed at most of his jokes so i want rob schneider back where he belongs right where he this is where he started pretty much like it's pretty much what i think to be pretty much his first movie yeah. his first big role i want him back right i want him paying it forward get adam back He's on to, oh, by the way, Adam tweeted me too, and he'd be down for Surf Ninjas too. I didn't forget to say that. So the actor who played him, Nick Colon, or whatever your name is, let's get you in on this. You're going to be evil. Yep. Him and Ernie Reyes could have a fight scene. Yep. Leslie Nielsen's dead, so you can't come back. No, but we can get some kind of cool, like, also cyborg character. There's always a cyborg that you can replace for another cyborg. Wait, what if Ernie Reyes Jr. has to go back to L.A. for Tone Loke's funeral? With the the opening ball, I don't want. Why are you going there? Somebody's got. He's got to get back to L.A. for a for a big reason. That's probably that's a good reason. So what if the opening? But the opening has Tone Loke. Tone Loke doesn't want to be in any more movies. He's like smoking weed and like just chilling in his mansion. Shout out to Tone Loke if you're if you're listening. We love you, but at the same time. What if he had a but if he had a dope action scene at the beginning where he's like I'm an L.A. cop, but then there's ninjas everywhere and he just gets he gets crazy murdered. Yeah. Yep. Like it'll be, all, that'd be style. That'd be, but he has to hold. He holds his own for a little bit with like a nightstick. It's like impressive. And then Ernie Rice Jr. And then yeah, there's some epic showdown. That's what people want. That's and then you and want. you set up for sequels, just in case. No, you gotta go. You go. I mean, in this day and age, you gotta think four moves ahead. Oh, I got us pumped. I did. Wait, should we add? Should there be another extreme sport? Like, what's the extreme sport now? Oh, what's the surfing of twenty of two thousand twenty eighteen? Yeah. Wait. We don't know yet. Seventeen? Well when is this movie gonna come out? <laughs> oh. Well we can make it done in like three months. Well twenty five years would be twenty eighteen. We do it in twenty two days. So what's the hot thing that the hoverboards where people are like wheeling around? People love the hoverboards. I guess it'd be that. I don't know. No, it'd be more like Instagram. Instagram could just Instagramming could be a part of it. This could be part of it. I think people love to share pictures. Hmm. Well, anyway, we got some ideas. We'll think. We'll brainstorm. I'd be down to see that. Yeah, it was your idea. Some, something. Well, yeah, but like the gist of that. As long as you get, as long as, like I said, it's an ensemble movie. Eddie Reyes Jr. is the lead. He holds this thing, but you need the ensemble. So well, if you're able to get a lot of these guys, if you can get Schneider back, if you get Adam back, if you get Kelly Who back, if you can get Michael B. Jordan in there, like that sounds. Like, maybe even Tyrese shows up. He's having a Fast and the Furious feud. He doesn't want right. to be in those movies. Get Tyrese in there. And a lot of experts have talked about how, uh, you know. All the Fast and the Furious movies obviously copy from some of the ideas that were shared in Surf Ninjas. The very multiracial cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get a little bit of everybody. Every every you're opening up to anybody who wants to see this movie. You got people of all different shapes, races, ages. Um, it's actually quite beautiful, and I think that's what you need in 2018 as we start to create uh, more movies. You gotta have that ensemble cast. And what if he dusts off the old Game Gear? Get the Game Gear back in there. People that'll love be, the Game Gear. That'll be dramatic, but of course, the Game Gear now would probably be something involving your phone. But that's the thing. Maybe he has a phone. He's like, oh, I don't like this. And he gets the, he gets the Game Gear back. Right. I got a question for Sells you. Sells more Game Gears again. I got, so Game Gear is a good question. What items in this movie, so what things like are the most 90s about this movie? Like things that don't hold up the bike anymore. Like things. Game Gear doesn't make sense. Because the clothing actually kind of has come full circle now. It's like actually it's kind of like hip now. Some of the Ernie Reyes outfits, he's got baggy clothes. Like you, you can actually probably see that hat. If you go back down to like Southern California and parts of like. Um, like the Oceanside area today, like mm. you see certain so things like that. I mean, I think just all this. There's literally the, they use the psych joke like five times. A lot of psych, yeah. There's even a part where Adam falls into a hole, and then Patches McGee, that we keep calling Patches McGee, he goes, "Are you okay?" 
And then Adam just goes, hey, man, I found Waldo. And Patches McGee's like, really? And he's like, psych. And that's the third time that's yeah. happened in the movie yeah. that they say psych. It's a lot of humor like that. They which, went big on psych. They went big They went big with psych. And also, they went big with Rob Schneider. That's pretty 90s. Like, yeah. you, nobody goes big with Rob Schneider anymore. Orange hair. You, like, even Adam Sandler sprinkles Rob Schneider in there. He's like, I'm going to put him in, like, two scenes, which yep. is going to total, like, three minutes, no, and that's like, going to be gonna it. we're going to keep him in this whole thing. This, they were like, we're going to go big on Schneider. Yeah. Like, the things that are most uh, 90s, Schneider specifically, I think, uh, the Game Boy, the Game... Game Gear, bro. Game Gear. People are going to get mad at you. And then just Tone Loke straight You're up. You're going to make my iTunes reviews Tone go down. Loke, Tone Loke straight up are the three things of the most 90s in that movie. Yeah. That, like, and Ernie Reyes... Like, almost everyone is, though. Like, Ernie Reyes Jr. Sure, pretty. sure, sure. We're, like, I don't know. Like, I just think, like, Ernie Reyes Jr. That's a good point. Like, he did have his run. But I just think, like, when you think of things of the most 90s, it's like, it's that... It's just the idea of giving... Um, you know Schneider that much movie it's like that would just not happen anymore in like a real serious way all right Dave we got in that time the time I get to ask you the final question of the show so Dave is surf ninjas as magical as we all remember it being so I mean uh magical again is for as we talked about the audience there's not that many people who've probably seen this movie but I like to think that um uh, it's it still holds up exactly for what it is. It's it's a hilarious time capsule of that era. Like you joked about with the psych, the psych jokes, the casting decisions, the idea of this of a ninja surf movie. It's ironic because uh, how many years later was the big was the big movie involving um, Patrick Swayze and. Uh, the big surf, the surf, the surf oh, robbery point, movie. Well, Point Break was pre-Surf Ninja. Yeah, so I think we, I mean, we just skip, to go back real quick, but I think there was definitely some kind of, like, related to that. Like, yeah. Point Break was so good at making... It's like, Point Break mixed with, like, three ninjas. Yeah, and it doesn't work. They learned very quickly it doesn't work. Maybe because they needed more surfing. I don't know. Like, they, they need more Swayze. Yeah, they needed, they needed to be, because that movie has some funny parts in it, but it's more works as an action movie. This movie is just a mess when it comes to it. But I think to answer your your question of like you know how nineties this movie is it is it still hold up how magical quote unquote it is um, I still think I still think it's a, it's a pretty um, it's a pretty great movie it's definitely worth everyone's time um, it's definitely worth a good laugh and it'll make you it'll make you miss a couple things that we don't have anymore uh, today I think this movie is like the perfect bad movie it's the perfect bad fun movie like this is a movie that maybe it's a little boring for being like 87 minutes it still gets a little boring but it's hard to do it's one of these things like if you ha- like if you've seen it and you're like hey i want to show all my friends that yeah, haven't time. seen it and all you're like time. bro surf ninjas like it's crazy it's got tone look it's got rob schneider there's this scene with there's the whole idea that leslie nielsen has a robot face and then there's the sword scene there's people surfing into it there's all this crazy stuff bring your friends over grab some beers and just have a good time watching because this is really enjoyable because it's so stupid and over the top but the thing is as a kid it's it's super badass. As an adult, it's ridiculous, but still kind of awesome just because it's so stupid. Yep. So it kind of does have a little bit of magic. It's not completely boring. It's just dumb fun. So, I mean, if you've seen it, then I'd say watch it again. And if you haven't seen it, go check it out, man. This is Surf Ninjas. Dave, thank you for being on the show, hey, bro. you welcome. I mean, this was, this was a pleasure and an honor on my side, and I'm just so happy to, to be here. You guys can find the That's So 90s podcast on Twitter at That's So 90s pod. Also, find us on iTunes. Give us a review. Give us a five-star. Give us some, Say something positive. Negatives hurt. 
I try not to say they do, but they hurt. Also, find us on SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook. Find us on all that jazz. Thank you guys for listening. For me and Dave, thank you guys. And also, Kwan Su, dudes. We didn't talk about Kwan Su. Kwan Su, dudes. All right, bye.